0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Devote 101. I am Nathaniel and I am here with my beautiful wife, Andrea. Hello. And we are going to continue part six of the Beatitude series. We're almost done. Yes. These get straight to the point. They really do, so um, we have, from the very beginning, started from spiritual poverty, you know, spiritual mourning, um, and then going on outward. Um, actions toward meekness, hunger after after righteousness, and being merciful. Now, we are now on uh, Matthew uh, 5, verse, what is it? uh, Verse 8. Okay, would you mind reading that for me real quick?
1: Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God.
0: Right. So, I don't know if you have the Greek version of pure, but I I decided to... um, Look up the definition of pure. You know, so, like, so what does it mean to be pure? Um, and I can give you a very short and pretty good self-explanatory version of it, which basically pure means free of any contamination,
1: mm-hmm. essentially. Um, free from moral defilement, without spot, not sullied or tarnished, incorrupt. Undebased by uh, moral turpitude, holy.
0: Right, and basically, what this verse is saying, in a nutshell, um, is only those who follow the Holy Spirit and cultivate a pure heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: will see God in heaven.
1: An undefiled heart. You right, know?
0: and you know, if we're only if we are truly living for God, you know, we must have a made-up mind that doesn't stop at that. You know, it, re- it revolves around your heart. Your yep. heart is the center of um, <clears throat> your personality and who you are. You know, it includes like your mind, will, desires, and yeah. feelings.
1: it's not just your physical heart. It's right. like your... Who you are. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> who you are. It's your, um, what is the word? Oh.
0: True intentions.
1: Yeah, like when you say you get to the heart of something, it's the center of your being. It's the essence of who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, you know, blessed are those who are pure, not merely on the surface, but the center of their being, like you just said. But Yeah. The, it, and at the source of every activity. Yes. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, when you were younger you kind of use a substitute curse word. It's not a curse word, but it's a substitute for it. People were like, Don't say that. It's like, well it's not cursing. It's like that's not what your heart said. You know.
1: Yeah, it's because it's it's the intention behind it.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean whatever word it was, you know, you know what it actually meant and what you were truly meaning. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw this um it was like a Christian comedian and they were like, What if we just started using ice cream flavors as cuss words? And you'd be like, Stub your toe, oh mint chocolate chip. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're literally you saying that would become a cuss word. And, yep. you know, some people are like, well, this is, word isn't bad or this, that, and the other. It is because some some words that are used as cuss words today are they're cuss words because of the intention behind it. Right. Not necessarily that the word in and of itself is bad or originated from a bad meaning, no. but it's the intention behind right. it. And just like with our actions, the intention behind our actions reveals whether or not we're pure at heart.
0: Right. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. I I know we're talking about curse words here, but um, a lot of them just came from just cursing, and now they are verbs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, they have been pretty much made into the uh, English vocabulary or whatever. Well,
1: language is constantly changing. Right. Language changes, but... What the Lord sets forth, what Jesus has set forth, does not. Exactly. His standards do not; they don't change.
0: <clears throat> exactly. So, you know, we have to be careful in what we're doing, and trying to be pure with our own heart, because you know, our heart truly desires
1: mm-hmm.
0: what it wants, or it gets what it desires. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Well, and not only that, like we are preparing ourselves. Well, we should be preparing ourselves to enter into the Lord's presence. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. <laughs> um, entering into the Lord's presence. And, you know, when you go into someone's, like, presence, like, especially someone important, you don't want to smell bad. And that's kind of what um, a lot of times when when I repent, I pray, like, Lord, I want to be a sweet smell into you. Mm. Because... um. We did a lesson one time in the tabernacle you know there were sacrifices a lot of times were presented as a sweet smell into the lord so for me i've always associated being clean and being cleansed with being a sweet smell into the lord because i want to be i I want to be something someone who is pleasing to him that is a good thing in his sight i don't want to come in and have a stank, you know and and that is part of being pure in heart Mm -hmm. making sure that you don't you're not marred and um a lot of this you know God doesn't he doesn't value hypocrisy or cleverness sneakiness deception deceit he doesn't value those kinds of things and if you think about it no one wants to be around someone who's a hypocrite. Right. No one wants to be around someone who's deceitful.
0: No, exactly. So
1: we should strive to be the opposite of those things, which is being pure, being pure in heart. Yeah,
0: yeah and we got to get to the point where we get to uh, where we have spiritual integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what does integrity mean? You know, it means the state of being whole and undivided, you know, so... Essentially what peer, uh, spiritual integrity is, is spiritual wholeness in your heart. You know, that's what, uh, that is God's call to the
1: church. Yeah, not having anything hidden from him. Yeah. Hidden from him. Right. Um, and having a heart that is fully, fully belongs to him. Not divided, not, you know, oh, well, I can give you 90%. Yeah. That ten percent? No, it's a hundred percent, undivided, nothing hidden. Having that belong to Jesus, right?
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of like uh, undivided attention. You know, mm-hmm. I know back when we we're in school, or someone's teaching, or something is like everybody wants your undivided attention. That means you're locked in. You know, locked in, fully on uh, whatever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> That's how I am. I can't multitask and think about multiple things at one time to be locked in on one thing. And that's just how I function. You know, it's just how it is. But, you know, God's calling for our undivided heart. Right. Basically. Well,
1: the very first commandment that he gives us is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Right. So, the three aspects of who you are as a person is supposed to... Completely belong to him, right? It's supposed to completely be devoted to him,
0: right? If your heart's not in it, you know, it, it can be, you know, trouble because it's basically the seat of all your troubles, you know.
1: And you can deceive yourself,
0: right? A lot yeah. of people don't even think you think, think about you that. want something, but right. you actually don't need it.
1: Like you can deceive yourself. That's why it's important to have people who are close to you who are wanting you to be spiritually right who are wanting to see you succeed spiritually not just you know in a worldly manner Hmm. who you're friends with who you keep a circle with matters greatly right
0: Uh, can you get uh, Matthew 15 10 through 20 see if I can get there too
1: and he called the multitude and said unto them hear and understand not that which Goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but which cometh out of the mouth this defileth a man. Then came his disciples, and he said unto them, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch." Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also without understanding? Do ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth, goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the draught? But those things which pers- he's literally saying, you just poop it out. <laughs> That is nothing. I'm sorry. That just, <laughs> that has never clicked in my mind. But like,
0: is it just going right through you?
1: Like, yeah. It's it's, basically,
0: he's asking you that
1: what you co- what goes into your mouth is just trash. You know, because <laughs> it's going to come out of your belly. That just clicked. I've never, <laughs> I've never. But anyway, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed, unwashing hands defileth on a man. So basically saying the Pharisees were focused on the wrong things. Yeah. That. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. He's got a sense of humor
1: he does he really does but basically he's saying if it's coming out of if it's coming out of your mouth it's coming up from your heart mm-hmm. Right. you know what's that saying and you know this is terrible but a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts and oftentimes what they say is not great mm-hmm. you know which I mean yeah. if you're getting drunk that's
0: it's not that great anyway
1: but um, but what so what comes out of your heart? Is how how you truly feel, mm-hmm. and if you're having terrible thoughts, you know it says they defile the man for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, because you know he says if you if you hate a brother in your heart, it's like you've already murdered them, you right. know, right? So. The, and he's saying that's what defiles a man, mm-hmm. not what goes in.
0: It's what comes out.
1: What? Yeah, what comes out of your mouth, out of your heart, and that's why it's so important to. You know, we're supposed to um, take command over every thought. Like when we have bad thoughts, we're not supposed to dwell in that. You know, we're You're supposed right. to take you know, take command over that and say, no, no,
0: no. Right. We are the product of our spiritual disciplines, basically.
1: Yeah, if you have zero discipline... It'll show. Yeah.
0: It'll show. I mean, that's what's going to come out. If you have no no discipline, no control, it's going to come out. That's why we always got to watch our mouth. That's the main thing is that Mm -hmm. that, that, your mouth really shows what your heart feels. You know? Yeah. Plenty of people that, (laughs) honestly... Like, this is a touchy so, uh, t- uh, topic. Some people say, well, I'm not racist, but they say some racist stuff. I'm like, y- you say you're not racist, but this stuff comes out your mouth. And so it's like, that's what makes me beg to differ. You're racist. You, know? you are. If you've got those racist, you got racial tendencies, you know. You're racist. You're racist. And that's what's in your heart. It doesn't matter. if, right? you, if That you, doesn't mean you can't change.
1: Yeah, the Lord but, can change you in and it But, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's, It's this thing. It's that thing that's keeping me down. That's why I am the way I am. Their circumstances is 100% relational to how they act. Mm -hmm. You know, their environment dictates what happens to them.
0: Right.
1: Which is completely, completely inaccurate. Um, You, yourself, and, you know, even I, um, I... At a point in my life, let circumstances that had happened to me, um, as far as issues, you know, I had some family members who were pretty awful towards me. After, you know, my mom, my mom passed away. And I had every opportunity to become angry and bitter. And it would have been socially acceptable for me to do that. And I, I was angry and bitter for a very long time. But I had to decide that my circumstance did not define who I was. It didn't get to... It's almost like my heart was so hard because I didn't want to be hurt. But that's a part of life. You you, you can't stay there. I couldn't stay there. I had to let the Lord... I had to let Jesus heal me. I had to let him... You know, I had to say, you know what, regardless of my circumstance, I'm not gonna be angry, I'm not gonna be bitter, I'm not gonna let these terrible things spew from my mouth. I'm going to I'm gonna let the Lord come in and I'm gonna let him cleanse me of that anger, of that bitterness, of that anxiety and depression I was experiencing. And you yourself, you know, you've had situations in your life where you have every single right you had every single right to turn your back and, and walk away and nobody would have blamed you nobody would have blamed you for walking away from from walking away from god
0: mm-hmm. well i mean but thankfully god had a different plan where he put people in my life to yeah. keep me uh close to him but still i had the opportunity to and
1: you thankfully know. you it to his plan Because you could have not We have free will Plenty of
0: times I could have Even after mm-hmm. You know the, the, those, those opportunities still arose mm-hmm. You know But um. Ultimately You know God worked on my heart And helped my intentions Be Be uh, Locked in on his that Doesn't mean it hasn't wa- Wavered here and there Throughout that Time But You know Like I said Every right To walk away But yeah.
1: But we've allowed the Lord yeah. to make us pure, to, to, to experience that purity of heart. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, it's a lot better. <laughs> it's a lot better of a place to be in.
0: Right. There's no telling where I would have been at had I uh, stayed where I was or went anywhere
1: worse. Well, you know, you know it's, it, and like this verse says, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I was so blinded by my anger and my bitterness that I cannot see Jesus for who he truly was, you know, and truly is as a savior, as someone who extends mercy and grace. But once I, I started to let go of that, I could see him for who he is, like for who he is to me, for the things he's done in my life. I, I can see how he has moved. I can see where his hand has been on things. When before, because I was so clouded by rage, I could not. So you truly, when you become pure in heart, you it opens your eyes. It's like it almost takes off, like, the muck. Like, you know, if, if you get dirt in your eyes, you can't see good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're dirty. I mean, but when, when that's cleared away, washed away, and you can see... You can you can truly see Jesus. You can truly see what He's doing, and how He's moving. Where before you may not have noticed those things.
0: Right, right, um, exactly. You know, nothing that's impure went into the kingdom of heaven, no. and that that is what I said earlier. But honestly, you know, in a in a whole long story made short, what we're really describing is holiness. Yeah. And you know, Hebrew says holiness without which no man shall see the Lord.
1: Yes. And that's why, you know, I don't understand. Like, holiness is such an incredibly important aspect of being a follower of God. Like, we are called to be holy, to be set apart. And a lot of times you can't tell, you cannot tell a quote-unquote Christian, mainstream Christian, from the rest of the world. That is not holiness. No. That is not how we are called to be as believers and um holiness is something that I know I'm I'm working toward you know you are never going to reach the epitome of holiness it's something that you're constantly going to be working on be working towards inwardly and also there are outward things that go with holiness um so modesty that is a big one. Um, that is part of being pure, pure, and part of working towards holiness. Um, that is a really big thing that a lot of people don't think about, mm-hmm. and especially with this whole like body positivity and women's sexual liberation movement, whole modesty is becoming something that is almost spit on. You know, you're, you're ridiculed, especially as a woman, you're ridiculed Wom- for being Women honest. have it
0: harder than men do. As, uh, apostolic women mm-hmm. have it much harder than apostolic men do because we look more like the world. Yeah, we wear pants, but honestly, that's not that much of a thing that's where it's like, uh-oh, he's wearing long pants. Like, that's not that much of an issue. There's plenty of people that are not apostolic that wear locked pants in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pl- there are plenty of people that are not apostolic, that have a clean, shaven face, and look neat you know yeah as far as being a woman you know ladies have it much harder than men do Yeah. whether men believe that or not they do and not just that in life in general
1: well if i'm not showing every little bit of my body i'm not considered feminine which is totally totally crazy um but that's another yes yeah, another for topic another for another day, day. um <laughs> A holy lifestyle truly stems from a pure heart, right. a pure, undivided heart. Because when you are seeking pure purity and seeking God with pure intentions, holiness starts to take root. Right. And, and and when you start pursuing holiness, you're pursuing purity as well.
0: Right. And you know, if you ask your question, if you ask the question like, "What's necessary before I can see God?", uh, you know, in heaven. Um, and, you know, it starts with these Beatitudes.
1: Yep. I mean, this Uh, literally says holiness and a pure heart, an undivided way of life glorifying God. It literally says, um.
0: That's directly from the mouth of God.
1: It is. I mean, these are red letters, Mm -hmm. you know, Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall see God.
0: Right. It, it, it. That's to the point. That shouldn't have to take a lot of decrypting and trying to like it's break it down. It's pretty straightforward. It is straightforward. Um, in another verse, Psalm 51:10, uh, "Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me." You know that could be a prayer where you ask God, "Look, Lord, dig deep in me and look at my heart." 'Cause God can search your heart and reveal to you the things that's in you that you need to let go of.
1: Yeah, that's causing a stink.
0: Mhm. And just get rid of that stench. Clean me, Lord. Clean my heart. And He will reveal it to you. If you ask God and you and you truly are willing to uh look at your heart and see what it is, God'll reveal it just like that. I mean mm-hmm. and yeah, it doesn't mean it's gonna be gone. You have to make the decision to let those things go.
1: Well, and you know, so that specific Psalms 51 that is after that's after Nathan the prophet had come to David you know after the whole thing with Bathsheba and was like right David you're wrong you hmm. know you're wrong and you know the bible I mean it says that David was a man after God's own heart Why was David a man after God's own heart? Because he was repentant. Mm -hmm. Because he realized when he messed up, and he said, Lord, he literally says right here, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Lord, forgive me, make me pure again. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. And a lot of times, you know, I think people kind of abuse this, but when you're abusing it, and your intentions aren't right, if you think, oh, well, I'm just going to do this because, you know what, the Lord will forgive me. They that is not a pure it. heart. That's not simply no. from a pure heart. That is wrong. And the Lord, He knows your intentions. And He, that's deceitful. And it's hypocritical. Yeah. You know, you cannot abuse His mercy and grace and get away with it.
0: Right. And one person that despises deceitfulness, or one that does not like that, and that's God.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, He just fires. He don't it.
0: play with it. Um,
1: You're not getting into heaven that way.
0: No, and you know, going around with that mindset that will not keep you saved. No. So yeah, I mean, you have to just like I said that this is straightforward, but you you got to be willing to search your heart and and let God reveal to you what it yes. is because. Unless you do that, you're not moving forward. Yep. You can't he yield to his will, right? You can't move forward, and you can't go on in these beatitudes without purifying your heart. Mm-hmm. So
1: this is the next step in the process. Mm-hmm.
0: This is just part six of eight steps, and we can only go up from here.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you're not willing to purify your heart, you can't go any further. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to. So. Well,
1: if you're not able to purify your heart, you didn't take the last beatitudes seriously. Exactly.
0: You had to be able to, I mean you have to take all these seriously anyway.
1: Yeah, you ha- it is a process. They build on each other, and that's what I think is so cool about the beatitudes, and that's why I really wanted to do this series. Um because I didn't, you know, you think oh, the beatitudes. Okay. Blessed are they. It's like God saying, "Oh, these people are better than the other people." But no, this is how we're all called to To be. Mm -hmm. These are attributes that we are supposed to take on. These are... These describe Jesus. I mean, if you think about it. Jesus showed every single one of these beatitudes. He embodied every single one of these beatitudes. And if we are supposed to be like Jesus... We're supposed to embody every single one of these. We're supposed to work through these processes. We're supposed to take each one of these seriously and not just, oh, just another parable. No, that's not what these are. Um, You know, sometimes you just have to take things seriously. Like, and this is one of those things, I think, that you really have to take seriously in the Bible.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to add. If unless nope. you do because like I said this is straightforward um, but yeah guys uh, be thinking on these topics if you got to re-listen to one re-listen to one or just you know go read through the Beatitudes again um, make sure you're staying on top of these this things. is
1: a continual process this it isn't is. something you read once and then just be like oh got it down
0: no I mean you have to die daily and constantly remind yourself just yeah. staying on top of things but next week we will be talking on part seven, which is "Blessed is the Peace, the Peacemaking," or Ple Well, I blessed guess "Blessed are the Peacemakers." Yes, that is correct. So, um, be sure to catch that one next week because we are excited to uh, uh, get to that one and to finish these up. Um, these are. This has been pretty cool to uh, look at myself, anyway. So, um, I'm glad we're doing this. It's kind of good for me as well. So. Yeah. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen. Um, Don't forget to come back next week. And as always, be ready.